No, 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 no. You done got me talking politics. I didn't want to. There's a lot of stuff uh, happening subliminally uh, under all the podcasts these days. So, um, you know, we'll get there. Are you Cubo? Answer us right now. While you're on you the fucking be. not be. I'll tell you, watching watching Q uh, start to question itself has been one of <laughs> the highlight, unexpected yeah. treats of today. <laughs> It's the only thing that's kept me from smashing inanimate objects around me because despite everything else, it's one of those moments where I feel like I've just left an abusive relationship and I've realized what the fuck was I putting up with? Why wasn't I doing more to get out of this? Like, and I'm just pissed at myself sure. and that's how I feel today. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, there are stages of grief and uh, anger is one of those. I never um, get out of that stage. Yeah, but I mean, eventually, like, you can direct that ang anger elsewhere. Like, I I understand that impulse. I really do, because, I mean, we all feel that from time to time. Is like Jesus Christ, especially before the election, where it's like, what 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 do I need to do? Like, what ha what haven't I done? Have I given enough money? Have I made enough phone calls? Uh, yeah. You know that kind of shit. Rage uh, donating doesn't do anything to solve my <laughs> my upset feeling though like it yeah. doesn't subside the beast like i can only donate so much money and then i'm just pissed off that i have no more money sure sure uh but but you know the thing is uh you know today was today was a good day i i'm i'm i incredibly uh warmed by much of today well um, can i just say when i saw trump and melania doing their exit out to Marine One, all I kept thinking of was that scene in the movie Dick with uh, Michelle Williams and uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst and yeah. Dan Hedaya plays uh, Richard Nixon. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that. I remember that being but it had, and, and they're playing You're So Vain over that entire thing. <laughs> yeah. It's... It, yeah. See, I, I had the good fortune where I had to make a trip to the office uh, during the actual departure. So I was on the road for it. I couldn't I couldn't watch it. And I'm glad because I just I didn't even want to see it. I just wanted him to be gone. And so by the time I got home again, uh, it, it was it was well before all the, uh, you know, inaugural proceedings. But it was after he'd already gone, so it was like, oh, I get home in time to see just, you know, the 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 speeches and stuff like that, and I don't have to worry about, like, you know, counting the minutes until that motherfucker left. And, uh, yeah, so it was just like, I was in my car cruising, singing songs to Spotify while 
that guy was taken off. Uh, not YMCA, although if I thought about it, I probably would have. <laughs> I think it's hilarious that he uses YMCA. I, I know. It's one of my favorite things. And when uh, whenever they trot out Macho Man, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of in stitches about that. I'm like, you guys know what that song's about, right? Right. There's a long history in American society of taking songs that <laughs> are predominantly gay or somewhat gay bashing and then turning that into like a campaign rally for the macho, macho man. I mean, it goes all the way back right, to but Yankee Doodle Candy. just about fucking a dude. Uh, right. I know. But what I'm like, that's not even something. YMCA. Yeah, YMCA is about cruising. Yeah, just it. They are that fucking clueless, and it's it's that's the most American fucking thing Trump ever did was be that fucking clueless about a pretty much gay anthem being used to try and pump him up to be this macho macho man. Like that's that's pretty standard. That goes all the way back to Yankee Doodle Dandy, dude. I hope someone tells about his deathbed. I hope someone has the forethought, like when he's rasping out his last cholesterol choke breaths that somebody's just like by the way all those songs that you were so proud of and danced awkwardly to totally <laughs> gay dude totally gay i'm still hoping for execution of treason i'm hoping he gets convicted i'm hoping those charges get to stick i doubt they'll fucking do it because the united states government does not make mistakes none that they will fucking admit to or even be happy about there and the show has started right because this yeah. is all gold <laughs> Yeah, I am Darren, as you We know how Darren operates. <laughs> this is the Psychosemantic Podcast. You know we had to do one on the night of the inauguration, however things went. You just heard me introduced by Court Psyop. There is Bo Ransdell and Vanessa McHenry. Uh, I guess sell, say hello in the order in which I just addressed you. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be first? Okay, yep. fine. You it works. Me, so that's how it goes. Yeah. What What am I supposed to just intro myself? Hi, I'm Court. I yeah. start. Perfect. Yeah. If you don't remember this is the him voice. from the last episode. <laughs> yeah. I just basically put all of the extra parentheses around everything that Darren says, and that's how the echo chamber gets formed. That's right. Uh, speaking of echo chamber, a man with a booming voice... Oh, nice segue. God damn, somebody's trying to stay on this network. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you're not the one uh causing problems. It's your it's your listeners trying to get you kicked the fuck off. Um no, it's a, a joke, of course. I would never. Um <laughs> court, court is is family. There is no way court will ever leave Legion Podcast. Not without me like holding on to his ankles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> come back. What did I do? I will buy, I will get you flowers. Um, but uh, yeah, hi, I'm Bo. Sorry. No, uh, and also you have heard her voice. You have heard her giggle. The newest addition to tonight's haphazard plan. Vanessa, my co-host over at the VD Clinic. And my friend. Wow. You're all my friends, but I've actually <laughs> hung out with Vanessa. Yeah, that makes me extra special. <laughs> Except they haven't given me so much shit about, I thought you would be taller than you are. Oh, God. Oh, I don't expect that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the mohawk adds like a foot, right? Totally. I, I've gotten over it, six feet in the... Uh... 
Yeah. Those those things that measure how tall you are when you leave the convenience store. <laughs> yeah, I'm like six two, all natural, so everybody's kind of shorter than me mostly. <laughs> I got Joe Pesci syndrome, and I fucking earned every inch of it. <laughs> you motherfuckers! You uh, rat fucking bastards! Yeah. Sorry. 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 Yeah. But so this is the big inaugural roundtable. And and I kind of not that I don't love you, Court. I am most curious, I think, to get initial impressions from Vanessa. <laughs> well, I didn't fucking watch the actual inauguration. I just did the new stuff afterwards. So that's for the. I best. did. I did watch all the hoopla all day. I like I like some pomp and circumstance. I really do. Okay. Like I, I'm not for the royal family or nothing, but I like the you know it it is it is democracy, right? It's the peaceful transfer of power, and I like that to be a bit of a thing. Right. You need to have a formal ceremony, and the only positive thing I will ever and can ever say about Mike Pence is he was an adult enough and showed up to the fucking inauguration. That is the only positive thing I can ever say about Mike Pence. Everything else about him, I dislike. Sure. Oh, sure. Actually, actually, though, he wasn't actually showing up. That was a fly driving him. The fly that landed on his head <laughs> during the debate when no one was looking crawled in his ear and Pinky in the brain took over him. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a Ratatouille scenario where it was by the hair. Well, it tried that at first, but Pence is not responsive to any external stimuli at this point, so the fly had to go full in and just control him from inside the brain. Is that a soul thing? You think his soul is numb? <laughs> yeah, he spent too much time begging Mother to let him go play. I uh, I just wonder if, like, all the 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 sheer number of times that he had to be like, well, it's for judges. You know, that, like, after about the 137th time that he was just like, I'm just dead inside now. I, it doesn't even bother me. Like, I don't even have to rationalize this. I'm just okay with it. If that's assuming that he wasn't already there before he made the devil bargain that he did to get onto Trump's ticket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Pence has been terrible ever since, you know, in Indiana when he was in, in local oh, yeah. Indiana politics. But One could remember, argue since conception. He tried to start his own newspaper when he was governor? To, to release the news about what the government yeah. was doing. That was fun. Yeah. No, I mean, like, they're good. Pence and Trump were a good match. Like, Pence, had, <laughs> Pence doesn't have the autocratic impulses that Trump does. Pence wants everyone to be one big, happy Christian family. And, you know, I mean, it's, I think that's misguided, but at least I understand that. Um, you know, Trump was just a sociopathic narcissist run wild. So it's like, well, that that's just an unpredictable bull at a China shop. I don't, that's something you can't understand, you know? Uh, so I, yeah, I agree. Uh, not to totally cut you off there, Vanessa, but I, I agree with you that, that Pence was, uh, you know, I, again, he's a terrible person. We can all agree with that, but credit where credit's fucking due. The man stood up and met the people who beat him in a fair election. And that, you know, you good be unlike reward. unlike it's Trump like up the zombie, you know, unlike Trump. So, right, yeah. Congratulations for doing the bare minimum thing you needed to do for your office, you piece of shit. Hey, yeah, man, but... for the Republican Party, bare minimum ain't nothing. Yeah, but it's still not enough in my book. I'm not. We're giving him way sure. too much no. fucking leeway. No, I agree. No, absolutely, you're right. 
but uh just you were talking about I wanted to while I was still thinking about it you were talking about the pomp and circumstance and loving it the gayest thing <laughs> about the pomp and circumstance was the presentation of the colors and their little like you know waving flags and all this stuff yeah and the and the ribbons like the multicolor ribbons coming in and out I'm just like that is some crazy pomp and circumstance. And it is like some, it's like, yeah. But it's I thought it was a nice, it, it was a little goofy and hammy, but I like the metaphor of this represents all the people who couldn't be here and not just an ocean of one color. It is, I mean, good Lord, everything Biden has done since he started naming his cabinet is this is going to be incredibly diverse we are we are everybody's administration right but we still know he's going to be a very boring president he's yeah. going to be very centrist um i was thinking about that i don't want that i don't want that, I, don't want that. I mean i'm fine with that boring but i won't want as much of a centrist like i mean I wanted to see what you all thought of this um, or what level of opinion you have on this. Since Biden seems to be the type that, yeah, he definitely leans center. He leans right. But maybe I don't even I haven't really looked into this. So please give all the all the feedback on this. If he seems to always try to go for the center of what the Democratic Party is. Could that that could be some of the discrepancies in the changes he's had in the last God, how long has he been in government? Fifty years? Forty years? Yeah. Just yeah 70, I mean, since the 70s. 74, 74, <laughs> 73, somewhere around there is when he started. So yeah. They so, said fifty. So the Democratic Party is, of course, more centrist, so it, it will seem more right wing, because the right has pulled the center to the right. But does that sound like he's could be expected to make more changes since the center of the democratic party isn't the center of the democratic party say 10 years ago the last time the democrats held a unified control of the government or do you think he's going to go overboard in unity and let mitch mcconnell still be the majority leader basically if not in title but in process I think he's going to do everything under optics. Like what he's doing right now, the selections that he's making, I believe are more optics than aggressive at this point. And I feel like what he's doing is trying to get everybody on the same page by saying, this is how we're going to present what we're going to try and do. And we're going to throw up as much stuff as we possibly can, as far as what looks good on paper, but, when he actually starts executing the policies and when the policies actually start getting put into place, he's going to walk back things like he already did when he was promising and campaigning on two grand. And then he walked it back to 1400 because 1400 plus a previous 600 year already got his two grand. He's going to do little things like that. Just like fucking student loans. He was going to get rid of student loans and then it was $50,000 and then it was $20,000. And now it's down to maybe 10 if they're going to even fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that that's just the way that these politicians work, man. And the centerist guy that he is 
just because the rest of the fucking country did a hard right slide into the politics because of the Tea Party and the crazy shit that Reagan started pulling back in the 80s before this doesn't give a guy that was at one point in time right down the middle centrist mean that he's gone further left at all. It just means the rest of the country shifted all the way to the right. So what you're asking is on the spectrum of insane Tea Party slash QAnon cultist to Democratic Socialist Bernie Sanders, where does Biden fit in in that slide role? I mean, he's somewhere between Schumer and Pelosi, right? Like, it's all optics. That's how I look at it. He's just like them. Um, Vanessa Bo, uh, before you do your counter, I want to know, Court, <laughs> what your thoughts are on the executive orders that he signed today. All right, I haven't gotten through all 15 of them. Okay. But the first one I saw was uh, the XL pipeline, right? Yep, a moratorium on that. Uh, no, number number one was uh, mask mandate was number one. That was okay. The first one. Well, considering considering that nearly half a million Americans are now dead, that's that's a good thing. I can see where doing the pandemic first is great, but I mean, let's go back to optics on that. Of course, that's going to look the best because. Half a million Americans are dead, and it's the biggest failing of the Trump administration. So getting in front of that right off the bat is obviously going to look better. So let's do that. Um, <laughs> I know the XL pipeline, they canceled that. Uh, the travel ban was one of them, right? He undid the travel ban. Yes. Okay. Well, if we're going to start talking immigration reform, like I'd like That's... to know what's going to go on with all the fucking concentration camps on American soil that my fucking tax dollars are paying for. I mean, he, you want to do good uh, office? He's already. Like to know that. He's yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Vanessa. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say immigration reform, like, is already part of his executive orders, and uh, along with you know stopping building on the wall i believe yeah the, yeah the quick rundown is the executive order uh bolsters the deferred of uh, the daca program essentially right the DACA. Uh, uh, da, 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 it revokes the administration plan to exclude non-citizens from the the census count which would have fucked uh or would have bolstered republican votes essentially um, also overturned uh, that pushed uh, the uh, orders to find and deport uh, unauthorized immigrants and also blocks deportation of Liberians who have been living in the United States uh, that Trump was trying to get rid of. Uh, also uh, ended the Muslim ban, uh, directed the State Department to restart visa process for individuals from the affected countries and place to address the harm caused to those who were prevented from coming to the U.S. because of the ban. He has also halted construction of the border wall. Uh, the order includes an immediate termination of the National Emergency Declaration that allowed the uh, billions of dollars to be redirected to the wall and will begin a uh, closer view of the legality of that effort, et cetera, et cetera. Later in the week will be um, a task force assembled to best handle how to reassemble the children with their parents in as timely a fashion as possible. So those are the immediate immigration policies. All of those, but the kid stuff is done, but the kid stuff is on the, on the schedule for, I think, Friday. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's no. what I thought. 
What about the investigations that need to go into everything that took place in those camps? They're not even mentioning anything like that because they mentioned criminal investigation on the funds for the border wall, but there's no mention of that as far as dealing with these fucking concentration camps that my tax dollars paid for. Well, I, I mean, I don't have Senate. that information. In that's front the of me. House yeah, right. Senate. I don't think Biden's in charge. Well, I guess he could do an investigation. But yeah, but I. Why not? Biden is Why not be real hands off with the DOJ? I think that's going to be like, hey, the D let the DO DOJ or perhaps the House take up like a, an unofficial legislative investigation, uh, and the DOJ would be the thing to look into. I mean, again, you you've got good people uh, in those positions, I would argue, so that could very well happen. Okay, do you know who he's put in the DOJ so far, or what what moves uh, he's made in the DOJ? Yeah, I'm not uh, familiar with that. So I'm I'm hoping that by the end of this call, you will have me feeling more reassured. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, not that's like what I'm everything's here for. awesome, but yeah, no, um, it's it's not. It's not. Didn't, but... he nominate, did he officially nominate uh, Merrick Garland to be attorney general? That Yes, he uh, Merrick yeah. Garland is officially um, uh, uh, secretary or uh, the, the attorney general. Um and uh, Monty Wilkinson is uh, who he's looking at at the Justice Department. He's kind of a career law guy um, and has decades of experience at this department and familiarity with the nation's 93 federal prosecutor's office, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's just another career, you know, service guy that's just like, hey. <laughs> like, you know how all this shit works. Come make it happen. And I think that's Biden's kind of picks across the board have been here are people who have either done the job before or were deputies to the job that they now have. And it's a lot of Obama folks coming back and that kind of shit. But they, they're, it is, that's that's yeah. kind of what's been bothering me the most. It's like, hey, we're getting the gang back together to sort of yeah. do some stuff. Uh, yeah, and I, four years uh, too fucking late, if I may add, because he could have ran right off of Obama and probably glided right in, no problem. Well, True. but his son had just died. Well, like, yeah, that's that you know, like happened. he he said a number of times, like I, you know, I was gonna run, but like we were dealing with a family tragedy. Jesus Christ, like I get it. Like, how, why would you throw your family into the maelstrom of a national political campaign while you're still trying to fucking wrestle with the death of your child? So, I <laughs> mean, 400,000 more people's kids are fucking dead thanks to it. I mean, I mean, you know, I, you, come on, court that you can't blame Biden for not running and therefore he is responsible for those deaths. That is that is the most specious of arguments. <laughs> I mean, like, he, yes, it would have been great if uh, if Hillary had won. We would not be in the mess we're in now, probably. But she did. We would be in know? a mess, but not this mess. <laughs> right. Right. You wouldn't have had kids separated at the border and shit like that. And that's kind of my overall argument when people are like, fucking Biden. It's like, you want four more years of Trump? You want, do, I mean, is that the, the bargain you're willing to make to just so you, you feel like it, it, like this all or nothing kind of attitude about, Hey, I don't agree with every, every part of this guy's left leading politics. And therefore he's not the candidate for me. It's like, man, nobody is, there is not that candidate. I don't know if you, if you've looked around, nobody matches Nobody in, in public political life 
matches most like far left progressive uh, ideals of what that candidate would be. And, and, and also the rest of the country is not there. You've got to bring them with you. That's the other part of it is you can't just call everyone stupid for not agreeing with you. Your job is to convince them while you're right. That's democracy. You know, that's the whole basis of it is debate and logic and reason. I want the Republican version of Biden, though. I, I want the socialist that'll make everybody's college free. and Yeah, I, I mean... I, I, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm just saying what I'm saying, if that makes any sense. Sure, no, like, like everyone's going to have their, their bitches about Biden, but this kind of knee-jerk... Uh, I, I, I'm I'm a little pissed at it because I've seen it a lot online today, and it, it's just this idea of like, well, right, he's not perfect, but he was the guy who could win. Like Bernie Sanders never would have won against Trump, never would have run, or ne never would have won, um, because he's too far left, and that's not where the country is, you know. Like this country is one giant cruise ship of a nation. And you can't jerk the wheel that hard, um, not without fracture. You know, you turn into the fucking Titanic or the Lusitania. You know, pick your disaster of choice. Um, but I disagree. I think this nation is more like the train on Snowpiercer, and <laughs> but that's but, basically but, but, Biden still telling us to get back in the fucking roach feeding cars right, but, and sh shut up. But that's nearsighted view of history. Like, yes, we're kind of back to square one where we were you know, four years ago or eight years ago, but look at 50 years ago. Look at what the, the, the democratic politics of today is compared to 25 years ago or 50 years ago. It is crazy far left. This country is further left than it was 20 years ago. And it's, it's slow progr progress and it's incremental and it's occasionally frustrating, but it's progress nonetheless. And what are progressives if not champions of progress? We wouldn't imagine of an AOC back when Clinton ran in his first term. I remember working on the first Clinton campaign. I very quickly became disillusioned with Clinton <laughs> after that. But, you know, that's beside the point. But I'm just saying at that time, Democrats never imagined someone like that would be voted into office and have such a wide reaching political voice. And be that left leaning. I just I want the agree. Biden that the fucking conservative news networks are trying to scare me with. That's what sure. I want. Yeah, I, mean, I wanted the Obama they, they paid it too, but oh, it, it wasn't true. Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, I, you know, there's also an element too, that, and I'll get off my soapbox about this shit. But the 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 other thing that that has bothered me about is is this sort of idea that, like, I believe fully in accountability uh, for everything that happened at the Capitol. I believe Trump is responsible. I believe the 127 or 37 members of the House who objected uh, should be pariahs and driven out of politics. And that's kind of where things are headed, which is nice. But, you know, and, and certainly every individual that you can catch on camera breaking a law needs to go in front of a judge. That said... Um, this spirit of, uh, now, now it's our turn to, to own, <laughs> you know, the QAnons and shit 
you know, and also kind of grousing about like expected to be the 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 bigger people in this scenario. And it's like, right, it sucks, but we're the grown ups and fucking act like it, you know. Um, <clears throat> I think it was 147 Congress people, by the way. 147, right? They should be driven out of politics, and and you know the fact that uh, what 20 of the 30 yeah. biggest Republican donors have have jerked funding from those people is exactly what ought to be happening. I mean, until they it, give the, it back the more, to them when nobody's paying attention anymore and everybody forgets. I mean, if you want to forecast doom and gloom, then nothing's ever going to be good enough. Uh, <laughs> but I'm talking about the reality of right now. Um, you know, we can all imagine that Sauron will rise in the West, but <laughs> right now, the, the, the facts on the ground are those people are, are being shunned in their own party. And Mitch McConnell, as shitty a human being as he is, uh, you know, <laughs> on his deathbed confessional or whatever, uh, decides that, hey, Trump was a real asshole. It's like, well, I guess welcome to the party, pal. Um, I mean, I think he deserves to take a lot of that responsibility, but will it happen? Probably not. And sometimes you've got to be cool with that. The world is not a just place. And if you think that it is, then, you know, you're just being naive. You know, the good guys don't have to win because they're the good guys. The good guys have to win because they're fighting. And as long as Mitch McConnell holds the kind of power he does and is getting elected, uh, then you know, we got to deal with that as a reality. We can't, we can't just hurl names at them. We gotta, we gotta figure out what to do with them. Um, but at any rate, this is all a long way of saying like, you know, yes, sometimes, uh, being in, in this position where you have a, a president that isn't maybe as, as progressive as you like, and, uh, the country isn't quite as far left as you want it to be, uh, and and maybe all the bad guys aren't going to get punished this time. It's just like, yeah, man, you got to buck up. You got to, you still got to get in there and do the work and 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 try to be uh, optimistic about it because that's that's what it is. That's the process. And it also sets a dangerous precedent for you know convicting our presidents of various genocides that they've caused and uh, carpet bombing cities and all of that stuff because. Once, you know, politicians are actually held accountable for the deaths that they have caused, well, then there goes government altogether, right? Well, to a certain extent, but I, I think you're going <laughs> to see, I mean, you're not wrong about that. But again, you're talking about some utopian society where there's no war and no one ever has to make a decision to put someone's life in harm's way. And sometimes those decisions are right and sometimes they're horribly wrong. And it's just the things that presidents have to do. And, and you vote for the best guy you can. Like, who would I rather be making those decisions right now, Trump or Joe Biden? If, if, he, if American lives have to be sent into harm's way, I'd rather somebody who had children who served and lost them at thinking about that when he's making those decisions. And, um, and so that's why I'm optimistic. You know, the people matter. Like, Joe Biden may not be... A, a super left-wing, you know, socialist, but I think he's a decent human being, and and that goes a long way in politics, or, or especially a job like this, and especially at a time like this, where, you know, like again, if you the, the theme of the speech today being unity, um, was very much about 
you know, that stuff of like, we can't just be hurling insults at one another across the, uh, the, the battlefield, you know, because we disagree politically. We've just got to move past that because that's what a democracy is, is, is having disagreements in voting and whoever is on the most <laughs> or agrees the most gets their way. But how much unity are we supposed to be having with the white nationalists that attack Zero. our capital, the right. QAnon Not folks? Those but when yeah. they say when they say let's talk, let's focus on healing and let's focus on unity, they're not specifically mentioning they need to get rid of those other elements that are clearly something that needs to be dealt with. I, you know? I disagree. Joe Biden mentioned white supremacist in his speech today for the first time ever in an inaugural address. Like, I think they're very aware of that as a real problem in this country. And I don't think we're saying we need to forgive white supremacists. I, I think that the idea is those people who had Trump signs in their yard, we can't look at them as the enemy just because they were Trump supporters. That's never going to get, we're never going to move forward like that. Well, I feel that if they still had Trump signs in their lawn, at the moment of the Capitol insurrection, they are completely lost as is. But most of the people that were still Trump supporters, unless they were grossly misinformed, like maybe a member or two of my family, that that person is consciously making the decision of choosing him for his white nationalistic lending tendencies and the oligarchy and the dictatorship that he was trying to set up for his fascist regime. They were all in for that. And basically, yeah. when he stopped, when he started denying that the election results were possible and the people that didn't drop him and then continue to support him and follow his bullshit from that point, as far as I'm concerned, that's my demarcation point for their loss. And I'm, I, I'm done with them. I, I don't necessarily blame them for that, though. And, and the reason why is because they're all listening to the same news sources and they're kind of trapped in that that bubble right is like trump is saying a thing he heard on fox news and fox news is reporting because it's a thing that trump said and and these view like supporters of trump are watching fox news and are hearing this over and over again in stereo between you know the leader of the free world saying it and the news that they turn to saying yes he's right uh about this uh about this election stuff i i mean i think there's an element of, of understanding that has to happen here of like, you know, they were wrong, they were misled, but I don't think that up to the Capitol, right? Like, I agree with that. I think up to the Capitol is, is, is where you draw the line. And, and if somebody is like, yep, that's what people ought to have done, then you're like, okay, well, you're a maniac. But, you know, if, if people, and I think the majority of the country is there, uh, if if people saw what happened at the Capitol and say like, whoa, they're okay, this has gone too far, then let that be the moment where things get better. You know, like, yes, you got to write a few people off and give them a free pass and maybe it sucks to do that. But again, that's, that's being the good guy sucks. Sometimes you got to make some sacrifices to, yeah, and, and you can't get even with everyone, you know, that that's anyway, sorry, I'll shut up again. I'm not talking about getting even. I'm just talking about motherfucking consequences for actions. And the United States government is real fucking good at making sure that no politician ever has to deal with consequences for their actions. That's all I was pointing out. Yeah, I don't think that's wrong. I, that is a real problem. I think 
you know, fingers crossed Trump will be another historic president and that he will actually serve jail time for the shit he did. Right. Um, Let this be the moment, right? Let this be the moment where we have hope in the future by having every single politician that participated in the seditious treason on the 6th be held accountable for it. Let this be the time that the United States government actually allows their politicians to have to face consequences for their actions. Why the fuck not? I I think that the action can't be the vote. I agree with you, but I I think you have to reserve that for... Like, if it's true that there were uh, Republican representatives giving tours to some of these assholes through Congress, those are the people that you string up. And the people who, you know, like, the House of Representatives is a fucking zoo to begin with. And, the you know, like, some of these representatives are crackpots <laughs> on both sides of the aisles. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, there are Looney Tunes uh, characters all littered all through there. So... Yeah, it sucks that 147 people voted that way, but I think it's the people who were like, no, I am actively participating in, and I think you're right. I think they're acts of sedition. Uh, I think those people, the ones who, who can be uh, not not just weakly and, and, and cravenly voted along with their peers, but the ones who were actively promoting this idea that the election was wrong and that kind of thing. And if that's all 147, then I'm with you. Um, but if they're, you know, for those handful that were just milk toast, didn't, didn't want to rock the boat, uh, you know, yeah, you're wrong and it sucks, but you're going to get a pass. The ones who voted against certifying in the election, I'm not necessarily saying need to be executed for treason. What I'm saying is they don't belong in public service. They need to be out because they're not doing the will of the people. The will of the people was already voted on. The electoral college was done. This was a ceremonial thing. They went along with what the seditious act that was supposed to be happening and to try and deny the actual results of the election. That means they broke their oath of office. That means they don't get to keep an office nor have any in the future. That's the bare minimum of what I want for the fuckers. Yeah, it'd be nice. I agree. You know, I no, mean, we'll, we'll see. How it I agree out. too. I don't have a lot of faith in it, though, I have to say. That's why I'm fucking pissed, Vanessa. (laughs) Just like, just because it was peaceful and quiet today, I still think that there's going to be another attack of some sort. That's one of the reasons why I'm really... I've lived around too many extremists in my life. I don't, and people with guns, I don't, I I don't trust it. Well, you did grow up in the South. Yeah, and then I lived in Cincinnati. So <laughs> it was the Klan and then like the neo Nazis. Pick your white supremacists. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, ge- geography don't matter. Uh, there are white supremacists everywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think, I think that we are going to see. Um, I hope not. I hope we're wrong about this. But I, I hope I I'm not... wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I just, mm, I don't know. If Al Franken has to be drummed out of office for what amounts to a trumped up charge of something just to try and get rid of him and get at him to latch onto the Me Too movement and then use that as a weapon, that's basically what happened to Al Franken. And he was forced to get out of office. These folks should at the very least be forced to resign, but they're not going to go. They're entrenched in there like fucking cockroaches and they've got to be wiped out and never allowed to get into office again. 
Right. But that was also the Democratic Party doing that, too. Like, we're, we're quick to jettison our own if we get a whiff of, of scandal. Okay. Uh, speaking of cockroaches, talking about today, anybody see Lindsey Graham? No. What, was, was he, I, was he on the day? Was he on the day? Yes. Yep. Oh, my God. What? Oh my God. What did he say? Hmm. <sighs> Go into it. Mm, I wanted to punch his face. I wanted to punch his face. I was watching it on CBS News, and they were basically, what, how did they word it? Asking if he would apologize to President Biden for, you know, going against certifying the election. Or, or isn't that what exactly? I yeah, guess yeah, yeah. That, and then also the, mis the misinformation that he was and, spreading and actively right. participating in if they feel like he if he feels like he should apologize or something. Yeah, along and if lines. he should apologize to President Biden and and Graham just blatantly says, why should I apologize? What do I have to apologize for? Like, it, and I'm just like, oh, my fucking God. And then he goes on and how he still supports Trump and he keeps and he's planning to keep in touch. They talked just last night, you know, all this bullshit. And he had to put in a dig about immigration and uh, all this stuff. Well, Lindsey's playing the long game. He's waiting to see what happens in the midterms. See if Trump get tries to run him. anybody to the right of him. Get he's, him he's no out fool. of there. Well, Trump's gonna remember. Yeah, I mean, Lindsey right. Graham that was sucks. not at his farewell pity party. Lindsey Graham picked the inauguration over that, and Trump is that petty above many other things. So, I that's one of the reasons why it just makes me laugh whenever somebody's got on his bad side and then they try to really suck his asshole. Is that? <laughs> I mean, uh, like my governor, a total fucking Republican wormy guy, called Biden president-elect Biden, and all of a sudden Trump is trying to get up support to primary him. Yeah. It, you know, it's just, Eddie, yeah. it's But so, yeah, Lindsey Graham, I don't think Mitch McConnell went to the pity party. I didn't see him. And No, no, no. He was nowhere near the fucking thing. Pence wasn't there either. Pence. Yeah. <laughs> It was uh, my nope. my understanding was it was it was Mark Meadows, it was uh, Stephen Miller, of course. They got all of out of the the cave, <laughs> right? Um, alt right and Gargamel, Jesus Christ, man! Like of all the people, like here's it, this is one of those. Th this sucks for for me. This is the one that gets me angry, like court, where like Stephen Miller is going to get out of this, like he. Oh, I don't know that he'll ever work in politics at this level again, just because he is so sleazy and slimy and, and racist. And I, I think there is actually going to be a bounce back from, from Trump. I think, I think even the right wing is going to be like, Oh man, I don't know. This is like, this, <laughs> this got more fucked up than we expected. Um, I, a lot of those Republicans, the ones who are now like saying like, I don't know, I might vote. Yes. Like whether they do or not, the fact that they're even signaling that lets you know exactly how little uh, Trump has uh, Trump, how little power Trump has these days. But but if he does start primarying people, if he if he like builds his own radio network or some shit like that, that's where he could be dangerous again. Um, I'm hoping that the numerous legal and financial problems at his doorstep 
are going to prevent that from ever happening. But uh, that's that's the big threat, I guess. Would you rather he disappear forever or get prosecuted and maybe not get convicted? Oh, disappear. I mean, if, if it's a toss up, if if like if I don't have the guarantee that he's fucked, then then just go away forever. Just, you know, there's always going to be, uh, you know, right wing racist white supremacist wing nuts. Um, that's just sadly part of <laughs> part of the cost <laughs> of this country. Um, but, you know, you, you're not they're not going to have the megaphone that they did with Trump. Like Trump was uniquely charismatic in a way that made that stuff. Like he was again, he was a, a sociopath, a sociopathic narcissist. The guy, the guy knew how to play a crowd, and and knew. He, I mean, he was a Jim Jones. Uh, speaking of Jonestown again, but he's that kind of dude. Speaking and, of racists and power, um, I thought you know it's interesting that this is the only the second president to boycott the inauguration, the other being Andrew Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also a famous racist. Yes. Right. Didn't so. Trump have a bunch of busts of that fucker all, all over the place to put into the White House whenever he was in power? I thought I that, was, that Jackson. was Jackson. Or Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Was it Jackson? Yeah. I'm sorry. Wasn't it Jackson? Well, it yeah, was Jackson. Because he was racist names. the other way. Yeah. Andrew yeah. Jackson was Trail of Tears. Yeah. He was, but he was, all, he, he was probably cool with slaves too. So let's, Let's not try to. <laughs> Sorry. Like Andrew Jackson was probably worse. He was, uh, wasn't he Battle of New Orleans? Wasn't he the dude that kept fighting even after the war was over? I think uh, so. It's hard, you know. He, he's the guy keeping Harriet Tubman off my $20 bill. Oh, so what I was going to say, did, did you see, did you see the news of uh, the busts that uh, Biden was putting in the Oval Office? No. Okay. No. So, you know, like, speaking of Andrew Jackson, it's uh, <laughs> it was a real winner. It was uh, uh, Rosa Parks. No, wait, hold on. Do I have this right? Uh, yeah, Rosa Parks, MLK, and Cesar Chavez are <laughs> are the bus nice. in the Oval Office right now. Really? Uh huh. He but he must be totally fine with uh, or not worried about that whole uh, uh, conspiracy theory about Cesar Chavez changing the votes for him somehow that trump sure was, that, was talking about or maybe he just did it to kind of thumb his nose at yeah him, maybe know? it's a big fuck you because that yeah. that's the kind of thing that i would expect uh uncle joe to pull fuck you, I you know? <laughs> yeah that's that's like a, he's like how's this for some malarkey you fuck you know? yeah. <laughs> malarkey <laughs> yeah i look i you know I, I i know a lot of people are disappointed uh yeah, but i i like my grandpa president um I look forward I, to giving I hope... him as much shit as I give every president, depending on sure. their actions. Well, of course. But it's just going to be a different kind of shit, right? It's not going to be he is maliciously trying to kill Americans shit. No, I've got you know? like, maliciously trying to kill everyone. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's trying to kill everyone except himself. Actually, sometimes even including himself. I mean, he got COVID. He eats shit. I mean, like... That's why he wouldn't uh, wouldn't uh, pardon the Tiger King. He served no use to him. And he likes well, that to, and he, he could be viewed as low himself. class. Yeah. yeah, he likes to distance himself from the kind of 
Yeah. At least the image of a guy with a mullet, with a twangy accent, and tattoos. And, well, I forget what he said. I've, I don't even really know enough to speak it, about why, whether or not he should probably be in jail for 20-something years. But he's he said, like, I guess I'm too innocent and too gay or something like that for to uh, to serve Trump any purpose getting a pardon. Oh, sure. Uh, and probably, but I don't know, how much money did he send? Poor. Probably too poor. Yeah. yeah, he probably didn't pay enough because it cost $2 million per pardon. They did say DOJ did say they were looking into that shit. Um, Rudy Giuliani on trial. Oh hell! Oh, I want him disbarred from New York. And I, I thought he was disbarred. I thought he that already happened. That no, there's people that were saying about expelling him, but I don't know. Yeah, about. they okay. were they were winking yeah. at doing it. Yeah, it, no, it's 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 ramping up. Did you see the bit where he he was on some radio show and was? Talking about how he doesn't need a pardon. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Well, because Trump didn't give him one. And uh, he was like, oh, I don't need a pardon. I don't need one anyway. I didn't commit a crime. I mean, there's some stuff I could get in trouble for, but I didn't commit a crime. (laughs) You know, they might come after me the way they came after Trump. But no, it's all they're going to frame me. That's what's going to happen. And you're like, oh, dude, you are you are in so much trouble. That's the cocaine talking. Yeah. Yeah. Don Jr.'s a supplier. Sends it to uh, him in a box marked hair color. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I, oh, yeah. How about the extending the Secret Service for an additional six months for his entire family? Uh, you know, it sucks, but that it, it, it sucks that he's wasting more taxpayer money. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, again, if there's a way to, I don't know that there's a way to prosecute that, but that would be great too. Uh, but well, at least just roll it back. That would be really funny if Biden could just undo that in an executive order and be like, nope, you get the yeah. standard. That's it. I don't think so, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> None of that malarkey there, pal. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa president angry at the Trumps. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to like, like 18 months from now when Don Jr. has that cocaine heart attack in Palm Springs, you know, uh, I'm, uh, that's going to be exciting. They all bought houses in Florida, which, except for Trump. Yeah. He's planning on living at Mar-a-Lago, which isn't zoned as a residence. <laughs> right. And the, you know, the neighbors aren't happy about it because, of course, you right. know. <laughs> you know. See, you know, go ahead. My, my, dream, my dream is to see Trump and the family whatever all prosecuted and served jail time melania to remain free divorced trump's ass taken for shit tons of money um and leave him just all oh yeah oh okay because it looked like she had a crush on him anyway sorry go ahead vanessa but but no just to leave trump like all alone and like a broken man and like with all of his lawsuits like that is my dream i know it won't happen but the full like citizen kane where it's just like yeah he dies alone and locked away and paranoid (laughs) and that kind of thing i think that's you know you would love to see that Oh, I want melania to go to jail too though (laughs) well no i did you know listen in this shit too 
she she certainly knows but there's something about that that i think would be poetic justice go Fifi. <laughs> those are his final words go <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And Good a call. Big Mac falls out of his hands onto the floor. It, it it like I don't think that's that's out of the realm of possibility, right? Like, you know, one of the great things that happened uh out of the the horror of the the capital was that he got deplatformed on everything. So, it just marginalized him so much. Um and, you know, I, I I'm all for it, and and like the, just making this guy, uh, silencing him that way, uh, and I guess now he can pop up on Fox News and shit like that. Or that's probably what'll happen. Uh, but you know, having him be silent for a while, just be trapped in that bubble of the White House, where you know he can't, he he's not going to call a press conference or anything, because you know that every question is be about like you murdered people and then and then he can't put out any more videos because every time he does he's basically you know giving the uh prosecution exhibit g so you know that like this period is really interesting it's going to be i i hope he's quiet forever like you were suggesting darren but uh man like he he could make a noise but it would have to be on tv or radio and, about and that's still political good. Party. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, I mean, it'd be, well, it'd, it'd be terrible because it would just be full of the worst people, but we'd kind of know where they all were. Yeah. And we'd and know where something. we'd know what we need to investigate for sure. Like, right. Like whatever. There's the criminals. Go get them. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever shit he's peddling them. That's breaking the law somehow. I guarantee you. And and plus, we know where all these nut jobs are all at once, you know, and and it splinters the Republican vote. And then we get crazy progressive with shit. That's how it happens. That's the utopia. Somehow Donald Trump, by God, falls ass backwards into saving the world. Well, that leads <laughs> into one of the QAnon conspiracies. Oh, Lord, because he's <laughs> well. Fun. They I am all to... for conspiracy theories to some extent, but. Oh, somebody's unhappy about that. <laughs> Sorry. You said Go ahead. <laughs> Not one of Z's favorite words, apparently. <laughs> I watch too much Ancient Aliens. What can I say? Go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, I mean. They QAnon. They're, they did, they're crazy. But, they did yeah. have, to get, have to get rid of the whole. Biden is JFK Jr. in disguise bit when he never took off his mask during the inauguration. But they've reverted back to the, well, see, here's Trump with the Clintons. He's a Democrat secretly, and he uh, did all this stuff to take down the Republican Party. Oh, gosh. But, yeah. But isn't a fundamental belief here that the Democrats are fucking kids and are like trafficking in children oh, yeah, and whatnot. Still, they're still into that fucking but, shit. But but <sighs> now it's okay. Well, they do like Roy Moore down in Alabama. Well, but yeah, hard to argue. Uh, 
Yeah. It, I, I mean, you at know, least some of them do. At least some of them do. But again, it's it's kind of a good thing to have this really damaging, uh, you know, conspiracy theory that just it pervaded our culture in such a way. Being seeing it right now, where it's kind of collapsing on itself a little bit because it's like oh shit all the stuff we were told it's like the heaven's gate thing you know like <laughs> oh shit uh it didn't happen okay it's uh the comet's coming later oh fuck it didn't come you know what we gotta go to the comet um that's how this is all gonna go uh, <laughs> we so, all gonna have a jumpsuit <laughs> right everybody cut off your penis get the jumpsuit the sneaks it's all gonna be great we're gonna teleport right to the comet or the, the the spaceship behind the comet. You're you're gonna love it. It's gonna blow your mind. Um, now but, eat this tapioca pudding and cut off your nuts. <laughs> right. So so only yeah, six it's, of them did it. Oh man. Yeah. By the way, know, <laughs> that is just uh, a lack of faith. And uh, and that's that's always bad to see. Anyway, sorry, it's not serial killer hour or cult hour. I mean, kind of, kind of is. Yeah, yeah well, but that's okay, what the yeah, QAnon right. people are. They're a fucking cult. But yeah. with a Q. But they're kind of in disarray a little bit, and that's good to see. And that's a net positive because hopefully, what'll happen is a few people will wake up. Not maybe not a ton. Maybe maybe not even you know ten percent. But if, I think a few of them will be like, holy fuck, this was all bullshit. Because um, you're seeing a little bit of that. And then I think you're going to see some of them completely disenfranchised, which is kind of where we want them. Um, and then you're going to see another group that, you know, sort of gets absorbed into back into the Republican Party to some extent. Hopefully not. Hopefully the Republicans have learned their lesson and won't court that kind of racist politics again. But... I, they yeah, will. I, yeah, they will. I, I have no faith in close. that. Well, maybe not yeah. in popular vote style, but otherwise. It's their only Trump card, for fuck's sakes. That's all they have anymore. They're the party of the fucking KKK. Well, that, that's right, but, but that, that's what they've cultivated. Like, they're reaping what they've sown. There was a time when it was, it, it truly was this idea of fiscal conservatism and there was a an argument about like, hey, we're not going to give you Democrats a bunch of money to spend on the homeless, and we're like, fuck you, we need money for the homeless, and that was the debate, and uh, and and it's really become something really toxic now. That's uh, unfortunate. But both that discussion was um, largely stemmed and rooted in racism, though, too. Yeah, because the homeless were disproportionate people of brown I mean, just color. Systematic. Yeah you know racist racism of this country that's all i'm saying sure well, yeah it, uh, it's founded by slave owners and the entirety of the government is slanted towards keeping slave owners in power right but i again i you know going back to the pomp and circumstance of today i think and and i believe in that like i said i, I not just because uh i'm i'm sentimental at heart but because po politics and money and religion and systems of government and all that stuff. It's all just an idea. It's all just something we agree on. And so the idea of America is a mutual agreement. And here is what we think this country is. And unfortunately there hasn't been a leader to, to say, here's what I think this country is. 
Um, and, and I think that was what was important about the speech today. Like when Biden uh, spoke about the idea of uh, objects of love, mutual objects of love, uh, the, uh, a, a line from St. Augustine, I believe. And and he talked about that being that's what America is. It's the, the things we all care about that we believe in in freedom and in liberty. And, uh, you know, those things may mean different things to different people, but we believe in them. And, and we can argue about the ins and outs of that. But we believe in the idea that everyone has a right to pursue their own happiness and to live free of discrimination. And on the heels of this speech, that was very much about here, here are the common ideals of America. Uh, you have, you know, this young poet come up after Biden and deliver this, uh, was it climb the hill? Is that the, the, the name of it? Yeah. Uh, Amanda. That, Gorman, she was, poem. she was amazing. And, and, and like amazing. on the back of Biden saying, here is what we all believe in. And having this young girl deliver this, like, wise beyond her years. She's 22. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it reminded me of when um, uh, uh, Elliot wrote Love Song of J. Alfred Proofrock. He was, like, 24, 25 when he wrote that. And you're like, how could you possibly know, <laughs> you know, the, this kind of wisdom at that age? And, and that's watching her was like that where you, where I, like I cried and I was moved and it, and it was really a moment where you believe in what the idea of America is. And yes, you, there is, uh, there's corruption and scandal and all of that stuff, but there is also this beautiful notion that at our best, we can be a, a country that accepts people that allows people to be weirdos and 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 be uh you know cranky and wonderful and and cheerful and and pissed and all of those things and all of those different kinds of people are bumping up against one another but it's okay because we're all Americans and you can look different and you can love different and all that stuff and that is where the country has been moving to uh, in the in the grand sweep of the past hundred years, all of that has been headed the right way. It's an imperfect march, to be sure, but that's where it's been going. And and seeing that celebrated today, both symbolically and through the words of Amanda Gorman, which I mean, again, truly just mind blowing and and heart wrenching uh, to hear her speak. Um, it just, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that kind of makes you fall in love with what this country is at its best and, and makes you excited to work for it, you know? And I didn't want to lose that. Yes. Even though, uh, we're, we're talking about all the effects of like who Biden is picking for the cabinet and so forth, uh, and, and the ins and outs of his policies and what executive orders he signed, the overarching, you know, message of his inauguration was just like we can we can be better people and now is the time to start doing that and that means a lot of forgiveness and a lot of you know the way you put it was like you know sometimes you need a hand and sometimes you're able to lend a hand and that is what america is at its best and and i think that's a beautiful notion and and something that is nice to hear a president say to the country um, so I was excited. I was I was touched and excited today, and 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 excited by the idea of democracy today. 
I saw that uh, she had said earlier that she was having trouble finishing that poem until uh, she she watched the uh, insurrection, whatever you want to fucking call it, on the Capitol on the what was that? That was the sixth. That was the sixth. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then she just stayed up late and finished it after sort of soaking all that shit in. So I, mm. I was a little surprised that I think every single speaker, including the Republicans at the inauguration, brought that up. I mean, they kind of had to because it was right where everything happened. Yeah. Sure. But, I mean, they probably could have just as easily have not mentioned it, but everybody mentioned it. it I don't know. Really they would be remiss if they didn't mention it. Huh? They would be very remiss if they didn't mention it and didn't keep it in people's minds because there was a threat for this very day at their very location today as well. Yeah, the same day of the week and everything. So, it, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's like a uh, full seven days, you know, or so later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It, no, there's a there's a reason that, you know, there's, you know, security going on through the end of the month like heightened security yeah I, I don't i don't know that it's you know we're talking about like northern ireland kind of stuff yeah but, but i don't I, know but but obviously there they is, keep finding shit <laughs> yeah no there there's a, a there's a white supremacist movement in this country that is incredibly dangerous and that's just uh, in the cops I think, well, yeah, I mean, there are certainly problems there. The fact yep. that in the military you know, that people in the National Guard that were uh, in Washington had to be removed from the detail for for shit uh, that they had either posted online or whatever. So, um, you know, it, yes, it is a it is a real substantial problem, but it's also being talked about seriously for the first time in four years. Where, For fuck's like I six, said, just admit that they're a domestic terrorist organization and let's get started on that. Yeah, and I and I think you're absolutely going to see all of that happen. Um, when when the same people who are now in charge of shit, the the Obama people, when they left office, one of the things they handed off to Trump was like, hey, one of the biggest growing problems in this country is white supremacist violence. And then of course Trump did nothing but stoke the flames of that. And so now you have people back in charge who are very aware that there is a problem. They they were trying their, to figure out how to deal with it then. Um, it's complicated, right? Like, how do you make, how do you arrest someone for their ideas, right? Like, you can't. That's, that's antithetical to the American system. If you're so, advocating genocide, that's a good place to start on where uh, to thought police people. Right. But I mean, again, you're, you're talking about some dangerous waters, you know, um, uh, you don't want to go too far down that road, but the minute that you begin to incite others to some kind of violence, like you can hold a peaceful rally and say the worst shit in the world that you want. That is the benefit of America. Um, the, the moment though, that it crosses the line into inciting people to do something that is going to harm other people, etc. Like that's the the point. It becomes a crime, right? It's like you can't yell, you know, fire in a crowded theater, right? Because people when there isn't hurt. one, yeah. 
when there right. isn't one. Yeah. And and so that but but also that's the challenge of it, you know, is you've got to be there at the moment that the com the commission of the crime happens. And so what you, what these people end up doing, what the federal government does is you just try to keep a tab on these assholes. And sometimes some of them are going to slip through the cracks and that's what's dangerous is there's going to be that person that's radicalized that, yeah, they say some crazy shit online, but nothing that gets too far into dangerous territory. And then they pr proceed to do something that's incredibly violent and incredibly destructive. And, you know, it's tough, man. Like that's, again, that's the danger of a free society. And, um, you, you kind of in a weird way have to socially engineer that out of your, your culture. And it just, it's going to take some time. Like it's, you know, it's better than it was a hundred years ago, but it sure as hell ain't where it ought to be. Um, and it's, yeah, but I, 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 again, I think there are people who are aware of it as a problem and something that needs to be dealt with urgently. Uh, again, it was mentioned in the inaugural speech. So that's the first time that shit's ever happened where a president it, at the inauguration is like, white supremacy is a problem, everybody. <laughs> you know, that makes a difference too, because you shine a light on that shit and it starts to hide again. I would argue that Trump mentioned white supremacy more than three times in his, it was just pro and using dog whistles to do that. Like the yeah, it was, phrase of American carnage, yeah. um, America first. Um, uh, that's at least the two I can think of off the top of my head. There, there was that time he said, I'm not a white supremacist. Weak. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait a second. Donald J. Trump. I think you're pulling my leg about being a horrible racist. That's got to be one of the things that's got me most intrigued about Merrick Garland. Because he was integral, uh, integral in the uh, investigation and persecution, prosecution, not persecution. Uh, to them, it's persecution. To the rest of the world, it's prosecution. <laughs> of, uh, you know, Timothy McVeigh and shit. And he really went hard at the, uh, like, white supremacist militia folk. But I don't, I don't like his, he's so pro, or he was so pro death penalty yeah and biden has already said he wants to abolish the death penalty so yeah but okay, you know that's, you, that that's convenient for trump changed. and his family <laughs> right yeah. yeah god damn it we got somebody in there that's too liberal to kill these people <laughs> son of a bitch we went too far left we like biden it turns out was a little too far left for the kind of retribution we all want. Yeah, but if you go far enough left, though, you get your executions and guns back. Right, well, but that's just fascism at that point. Like, you know, you go far left enough, you start uh, turning turning into, uh, you know, collectives and shit. Um, and I ain't there. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a line that I'm not ready to cross because I like my creature comforts. Um, but, you know, I, I'm sure communes are fine. I'm sure there are very fine people on communes. Uh, yes, on on both when sides of the communes cults. issue. When they're not cults. <laughs> well, you know that's where I start to perk up. You start telling me <laughs> that like, oh, we're all gathering at night to listen to the father talk and play some <laughs> play some music and shit. Then I'm like, ooh, well, now we're in, now we're to endless territory, and I am uh, I'm fully on board. Paul would <laughs> like to subscribe to your newsletter. 
Yes. I've, you know, Darren will tell you, I've been laying the groundwork for, uh, uh, for a cult for some time. And, uh, I, I believe those seeds are, are going to bear fruit. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And, you know, it was funny speaking of cults. I was, I, there were, there was an article today that was like, Hey, if you know some people in your life that are super into QAnon and this is the day that, you know, the Hale Bob Comet didn't come get them. <laughs> And you want to try to talk them off the ledge. Like today's kind of a good day to do that. You just have to do it the right way, right? Like you, you don't want to go at them like, ha you motherfucker, you were stupid. You have to go at it more of like, look, I know you were really into this thing, but turned out it was kind of bullshit. So you can come back to the rest of us now if you want. Um, and I, I like the fact that there were like stories circulating. We're just like, here's how you bring them back. like we lost a lot of us a lot of us went nuts but some of us you know some of them can come back um which i guess is encouraging it seems like the numbers are small but you know i i guess if if you get one back it's something i keep thinking about pacino's for some reason uh i keep thinking about pacino's final speech from uh any given sunday about it being a game of inches. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. It totally is. It's 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 all moving the ball a few inches uh one way or the other. It's you know, I mean that's kind of the mess of politics. It's it's one of the things I kind of love about politics is that, you know, at its best it's the art of compromise and more often than not it's the giant mess of compromise. Um but you know, I mean, you do see progress. Like, I, I swear to God, like we haven't mentioned it one time, but you know, Kamala Harris is the first woman vice president, a woman of color, woman a of person Asian of descent. color. Yeah, yeah, person of color. Like that's fucking crazy, man. Like we live in a world now where we could have a female president at the drop of a hat because Grandpa President got that peloton and one of these days his ticker's gonna give out he's like they they had a 45 minute bon jovi ride and i just fucking <laughs> yeah yeah and people gave him shit like oh he's not so you know blue collar he's got a peloton he's, it's, he's got a peloton he's been vice president like the guy can have a peloton calm down i know blue collar folks that saved up and bought themselves one right Everybody calm the fuck down. Let let Grandpa Joe have his Peloton and and be happy. Like it's good that he's working out. Good lord. The yeah, last time his not, wife is too. At least yeah. he's not sucking back a shitload of fucking cheeseburgers and tons of Diet Coke and mainlining Fox News. Right. And married to a doctor who was like, You fucking broke your foot playing with the dog. We are gonna bubble wrap you for the next four years. <laughs> You are, and you she's are not... keeping her job. She's keeping her job. Yeah. I, I like Dr. Jill. Dr. Jill seems I, all right. I give her props for that. I'm like, okay, right on. Like, why should you have to give up your career because of the, you know, guy you're married to? I, I <laughs> thought it was cool that they asked Doug M. off, what do you want to be called? And because he's the first, right? Like right? there never has been a first husband before. And or a so, second gentleman. I would say it's, or a first uh, gentleman for that matter. Yeah. So he's he's uh he's the second gentleman. Yeah. Uh, 
and which I think is cool. I like I, I think that's a, a nice elegant term for that. Of yes. Well, what was the traditional term for the wife of the president since this is or vice president since this is the first female I thought, I thought in office we've had? It's a second yeah. lady. Yeah, second, second lady, first lady, second lady. Okay. So we will have first and second gentlemen is how they're that's gonna right. go for it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I think that's I, I that's kind of classy. Uh, like as it. long as they want to keep, you know, gender Gendered. binary yeah. binary terms, yeah. Sure. I was thinking, I was thinking that too. It could be just, you know, first person, <laughs> second person, right? But, <laughs> or you know, spouse, just make it spouse. Spouse is pretty neutral, yeah. First partner, first partner. I like that. Yeah, yeah. first and second partner. Yeah, because that, yeah, that yeah, actually yeah. again that that opens up even for Polly because you could even have a third, fourth, and. <laughs> I, again, this is one of those things that I think 20 years from now, that's exactly what it would be. And we would look back at today as very quaint. Um, yeah. But the fact that there is a a first gentleman, a first and second gentleman at all is, yeah. again, never, never happened before. It's a, there, so many firsts happen today in, in so many great ways. And again, as, as someone who, uh, who loves, uh, you know, progressive politics as much as I do. I love the fact that it's like, oh, look at this, like the state, look at, look at how many people of color were on that stage today. Yeah. Um, and, and, and some of them former presidents by God. And it, I mean, it just, it was one of those things of like, man, this looks, this dais looks so much more like the world I want to be in than the sea of white faces that Donald Trump brought with him, you know? And you, and you had more women too yeah the, uh, and tra- you also have trans and let's not forget that i yeah, mean you first have trans-, trans cabinet appointment thank you and also one that i will not argue is only optics because they know what they're doing exactly yeah, they've been they they've do. been on the qualified. forefront of yeah. fighting them yeah they're more than fucking qualified so that's not an optics pick at all no but- Getting back to what you were saying with the inauguration and how the the optics are presented with how everything looks with everybody on stage and what that is used to represent. I mean, that's the pomp and circumstance. The symbolism is important for that. That's the way that it's always been. It's just not been the part of the government that I've been the most interested in. And if the optics that are being set that are on the stage are what we can expect, then I will be very pleasantly surprised. But being the horrific pessimist that I am, I'm not expecting that at all. And I'm never really pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I'm only just kind of like, yeah, I called it. <laughs> uh, can't hold on. Let me. I have the text of the speech here. Uh, and I want to find this. Well, just hearing anything he has to say in your dulcet tones will probably win me over more, Bo. Um. fine okay here it is uh to all those who supported our campaign i am humbled by the faith you have placed in us to all those who did not support us let me say this hear me out as we move forward take a measure of me and my heart and if you still disagree so be it that's democracy that's america the right to dissent peaceably within the guardrails of our republic is perhaps our nation's greatest strength and I think that's a wonderful sentiment. 
of like I I am I'm going to be square with you as a president and if you don't like it I understand <laughs> just don't blow shit up how about that Well did you hear the press secretary um this evening what was it around Jen 7 Pisaki. o'clock yeah she's so good I haven't seen it I haven't seen her press briefing but Jim Psaki oh, is she, amazing She says we want to be truth like put out truth and facts like she blatantly said it and i'm like and i'm not saying they're going to tell the truth all the time i know they're politicians okay i'm not delusional but the fact that she's just like okay especially when you're talking and because she was talking about covid and things like that and it's like hello we're not going to tell you to go drink bleach or some bullshit or whatever you know like it's gonna kill you or oh man and biden brought brought us back into the who like he was announcing for the cleveland cavaliers where he's like not only is america back in the who baby our special envoy to the world health organization (laughs) anthony (laughs) it was fucking great it was like again it's a real fuck you to the trump administration in the sense that it was like look at all these scientists we got y'all and guess what we're back to uh daily press briefings to let you know what's going on with the vaccines here's what's happening here's what we're doing and here's the effect every day don't even worry about it and i was like god damn <laughs> what what will this like imagine fighting this pandemic with someone who gives a shit Again, this is all just the bare minimum of what your government should be doing anyway, and we shouldn't feel that fucking grateful that this is happening. But I, it is reassuring. I I yeah, don't want to argue that stay point. On, of course, of course, of Absolutely. course, it's arguing that. But. Absolutely, but it, but court. All we're saying is, sometimes you have to enjoy the small victories, so you don't kill everyone. <laughs> And again, today could have been the re-swearing in of Donald Trump. And yeah. what that four years would have looked like is fucking nightmarish. I mean, look where we got to. And and the fact that we have been able to hit the brakes enough, even at this point, uh, like there's still going to be all kinds of terrible, terrible COVID news coming uh, just because that shit ain't going to turn on a dime. But at yeah. least somebody is on the job now. Like there are people I'm sure working well through the night tonight trying to figure out like where is the Trump administration on this? What the fuck do we need to do to to not like how can we not hit 500,000 dead in this country? Is there a way to prevent that? And That's I anyway. believe it's already too late for us to stop at 500,000. Um, the way that it's been exponentially spreading and the rate of death that we've had, we're probably going to hit a million before things start to really slow down. Yeah. I mean, and all like the other danger, right. Is the more people who have it, the more mutations you have. Yeah. So like, that's the other scary part of it is like, man, we got to get like, hopefully the vaccine is going to catch all that shit. But the more that the more we're transmitting it, then, you know, the more opportunity there is to create a version of this bug that the vaccine does not handle. 
um, which, which resets uh, everything for everyone, right. and it's even worse. Right, and then and then all of a sudden that we become the pariah of the world, and it's Captain Trip's time. You know, uh, again, you're not quite there because the, the you know certainly the mortality rate ain't Captain Trip's level. Oh, it's uh, like ninety nine point nine five for Captain Trips. I'm just being yeah. facetious, but a mutation could cause that. That could happen. I, right, right, and exactly, and that's why the fact that you have a president that is now like actually directing people to solve this problem as quickly as possible, and was um, there when the pandemic response team was initially created. Yes. So he's still got the receipts on how to do it. Yeah. Like, like fix the fuck ups. Yeah. This wasn't a mystery of how to do this. Like the, the Trump team got handed the playbook and threw it out. Uh, Cause it was like, I don't want anything Barack Obama did stupid president, but likes him. Uh, and yeah, it's it, like the fact that so many people died because of narcissism. I mean, that's the thing that I, <laughs> I I agree so much with you, Court, that like Trump should be tried individually for everyone who died of COVID in my, my book. But it just ain't ever going to happen. And I got to be cool with that uh, as much as it sucks. But yeah, I mean, good Lord. I mean, the, what what history will make of Trump is, is going to be uh, something to see. I don't even know if I'm going to make it to see a true assessment. Of, of how bad Trump was and how corrupt. Holy shit. Just the fact that you're not going to have a grifter in the White House. Oh, my God. How well, wonderful is that? A different kind of grifter. But, you know, a yeah. much more typical pol political grifter. Right. So, yeah, some money for Delaware. Fine. Fine. You can have it. Just don't kill everybody. You just seem too happy and too excited just to have back the bare minimum of what our government should be doing. <laughs> uh, but see, I don't, I don't think it is the bare minimum. I, I think it is. I, I think the people who have been brought in are smart, effective people. I think, for the most part, uh, the the people that you know, like Sam Powers, went uh, back into service, and and she was with the UN for the Obama administration. I'm a giant fan of hers. She's back. Uh, calling some shots with security. Um, you know, like there are a lot of people in Biden's orbit that I, I genuinely like and admire. And so I don't think it's just here's here's just the bare minimum the government can do for us. I think there are actually really qualified, really smart and savvy people in places of authority. Um, and you know, I, I don't think that's bare minimum stuff. I I, I think there's like, you know, I, again, I, I keep going back to it, but mentioning white supremacy in an, an inaugural address, I think, is actual progress of not just, you know, like white supremacy has never been truly addressed in this country. Even when Obama was president, like he was especially careful not to talk about that shit too much because he was and, already a fucking target for it. Well, and also he didn't want to be seen as the racial president, you know, he was trying to get by on his own merits, not the color of his skin kind of thing. And, you know, I, I like, so like this country is finally dealing with that stuff and having a president who's like, Hey, this black lives matter, you know, those, the movement that we saw beginning over the summer, um, that is important. Like he, and Biden again, addressed systemic racism directly in his speech and stuff like that. So 
it's not i mean it will it be lip service well that's what we got to wait and see and we got to hold them accountable for but i think that's more than just hey this is you know the the caretaker president kind of thing um i think this is legitimately stuff i want to hear my president saying and and it makes me excited to hear like i'm not excited to hear him talk about white supremacy and and you know division and shit but the fact that it's like systemic racism is a problem and yes we can address it as a country we can deal with this we can we can have this conversation and not tear ourselves apart um and i think all of that is important and good um so yeah i mean i get it i i, I totally do i understand that he is not he is not a, a, a president that by nature inspires enthusiasm. Uh, but I don't think he's just, you know, plain milk. <laughs> I think, I think he's eggnog. I hate eggnog. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's too much malarkey and eggnog for him. You're probably right. But honestly, probably can't drink it anymore. I, had I just love Bloomberg. that. I, I'm pretty sure I had him over Bloomberg. I'm trying to think back. The thousand years ago to the primary. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I just wish I could have a modicum of the hope that you seem to have in everything that you're describing, Bo. But I just everything you're 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 describing, I automatically just my brain is going, nope, that's not going to happen. Nope, that's too hopeful. Like I just can't accept yeah. it. <laughs> I know. I, I, I look. We've all been hurt, Court. Like the 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 best four years have been <laughs> fucked up, uh, um. So yeah, I you know, it it's tough, but I I really do feel uh that looking at you know from when I first started paying attention to politics and you know the eighties when Reagan was around, you know, um, seeing where this country has gone since then, and seeing today be kind of a weird culmination of that. Um, by, again, just by what you saw represented on the stage and what was said, uh, it, you know, it was inspiring. And, and I think that, um, especially about ideas of, you know, America and democracy and that kind of thing, they're cheesy schmaltzy ideas, but it's, it's fun to get excited about them. It's fun to feel good about them, you know, in a way that you haven't been able to for so long. You know, for four years, I've been trapped in this world where it's like, you know what? Let's just hope he doesn't get reelected, because if that happens, oh, that'd be real bad for the the world at large. And then he wins the election and then Yar Biden wins the election, dealing with all the, the lies about it and the, what happened at the Capitol. And then finally having this moment of pure release today where it was like, you know what? The sun is shining on the Capitol these people are making stirring speeches like Biden truly gave the best speech of his career today. Um, I, I, think it's, I mean, it's the best thing he's ever said, uh, in public and, you know, it was, it felt good to be happy about where this country could go because it, you could have optimism again. And, and it may be, that's why I'm, I'm so effusive about it is that it's been tough to come by. And, and there are so many good things. Like when I, like I said, when I look at various pieces of what Biden is saying and what he is doing and the people he's appointing, like all of that stuff 
in my eyes, in my opinion, all of that stuff seems really savvy and smart and, and indicates that the country is going to go some places and handle some problems in fairly quick, effective ways. Uh, whether or not that happens, we'll see, but it's possible. And I, you know, that what, what is America, if not the possible? Um, so I'm, I'm, yes, I'm enthusiastic and, and I'm excited and, and perhaps overly optimistic, but by God, I fucking earned it. I sat through four years of Trump and I'll be optimistic. God damn it. So did I earn my pessimism? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. You can feel however you want to feel about this. Again, that's the great thing about America. We don't have to agree with each other about this. Ain't nobody going to tell you how to live, baby. That's right. God damn it. It is. But but it's not libertarian bullshit. It is. You can live the way you want to live. And also, if you need a hand, I'll help you out. That's that's what I like to think of as uh, the best of American ideals. See, I try to make everyone as excited as I am, and it doesn't always work. But I, I, I feel like we're meeting in the middle. <laughs> I don't know. I feel less dubious. I'm not sure about Vanessa. I still sense dubious on her side. <laughs> oh, I, well, I am, but I do. I try to have a certain amount of a certain amount of hope. I mean. I, I know, again, these are politicians. The bar is low. <laughs> I have been burned too many times. But uh, I don't know, maybe. But compared to what the other option was and compared to where we just were, I mean, this is really good news. Like, and it's fucked up that we have are the bars this low, you know, but I'll take any little bit of hope that I can get just to keep my sanity and to keep my blood pressure low. You know, here's, uh, to that end, I was, I was thinking about the, this line just the other day. Uh, I think it's Greek in, in origin, but it's the, the idea of, uh, all, democracy is all about planting seeds for trees under which you will never sit. And, and I think that's kind of where we are with things is like, yes, it's a, it's a deliriously low bar that we just set, but it ain't the basement where we were. And it means that the next time maybe we can push it a little higher and then we push it a little higher and every now and again, you're going to get knocked down by some knucklehead like, you know, Trump or Jackson or Johnson or, you know, any number <laughs> of bad presidents. But you just keep pushing it up and we're, we're still we're still higher than we were. In court, that's not to say I'm not going to still keep fighting to try to make change within the government. And absolutely, I'm still going to be, you know screaming and yelling when politicians and are doing something stupid and need to be held accountable. I mean, that's, but, you know, and when we need to take care of these extremist groups and make sure that they're being investigated too, you know, they're not just let go. 
you know, it's again, I mean, we can do the agree to disagree. That's fine. But I, I mean, court, I am definitely much more in agreement with, with you, truthfully. I just am trying not to let my pessimism overwhelm at least a glimmer of hope that I have today, that the day we're recording this. Well, <laughs> Talk to me in a week. <laughs> what I'm seeing a lot of is people are like, well, I can go back to being comfortable and not paying attention anymore. That's and how a people lot of people are reacting that. to that. Yeah, and I'm saying, fuck that. I, I'm trying yeah. to be somewhat of an anti-voice of reason when I don't feel that that's what Bo's argument is. Bo's argument is, take the fucking win and let's push further forward. You know, let's just keep going the whole, like, let's go inches. It's a game of inches. Let's keep going and move the ball a little further down the field to the left. That's cool. I get that argument. But I've seen so many people today and just, like, just basically the reactions that we're getting... I get a sense from a lot of people that they're like, oh, good. We can finally just stop paying attention and go back to being numb and get out of being into politics now. And that's not right. the fucking case. Now, right. more than ever, you need to pay even more attention because accountability needs to come out of all of this more than anything. And if there is no accountability, there will not be enough lozenges to bring my voice back from the screaming I'm about to do. Well, no, it's a, it's a microcosm, but I, I just want to say that, uh, as you very well know, Court, and probably anybody else in this conversation probably know, because I've said it before, but uh, this show started pretty much four years ago. It got fast-tracked out of the uh, development stage when it's like, well, fuck, Trump is getting ready to be inaugurated. And, uh, you know, this is a very much niche sort of thing, and it's been as much for my sanity as, as it has been for anybody's entertainment. But the amount of people that I've talked to that said, yeah, you know, I didn't really give a shit about politics until it got this bad. Most of them aren't going back to brunch. It seems to be a lot of the people that casually paid attention to politics just, you know, because it's what they're supposed to do instead of it's something they care about. And I don't, I re I don't know. Like I said, it's 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 a very small sample number because not, not everybody wants to talk about this shit all the time or listen about this shit all the time. But I've talked to a lot of people that have kind of we you know we use the wake up going to brunch all that other stuff but a lot of people have fucking woken up to how much it fucking matters and each one of those people is not going to stop fucking talking about it so that just ripples out and that gives me a little bit of hope i i i always have a little bit of hope but i've gotten more pessimistic with age but i don't know <laughs> Yeah, then there's that. You know, there there is always that. <laughs> there's always that. Believe it or not, I am less pessimistic with age than what I was because I'm I'm heading towards the areas where Bo's at right now where he's like, fuck it, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> now he looks at a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, there's a healthy portion of of day-to-day -day bullshit that I don't care about. Um but uh, you know, it look, uh I I think that the important stuff is 
is is ultimately kind of the most satisfying and and the other shit just falls away as a result um but uh yeah i think i think politics to the larger point yes it requires as much or more uh interaction now than it did when we were trying to get you know georgia flipped and that kind of thing which we did we fucking flipped georgia holy shit um what was the person Stacey on- Abrams did. Yeah, that's that's good. Thank you for remembering the name for me. That's who yeah. I was about to ask. We didn't do it. Stacey Abrams did it. That was all her hard work. Thank you. Yeah, Stacey <laughs> Abrams is that, like All I can say is women got shit done this time around. Oh well, shit. If nothing else, there are several folks that were being complacent and just let politics be a man's game that were like what the hell just happened? And are now fighting back. And <laughs> I know it's I know it's a gendering phrase, but yas, queen. Yes. That woman was Kelly Loeffler. No, <laughs> 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 you're totally right, man. It like it's it's exciting to see. Like you know, again, uh, and so Kam- many of them are women of color. Yeah, Kamala Harris swore in the incoming class, and that's. Again, that's that is progress is uh, what some progressives would call that. And uh, uh, that to me, that is the shit that keeps me optimistic is that, yes, there's a lot of shit you got to swallow. But there there are such like really fundamental uh, advances that have been made um, in, in truly a surprisingly short amount of time. Like I would argue that. Uh, the uh, the acceptance of alternate sexuality was incredibly fast. Uh, once it became a big issue, like once it sparked in the 70s, where it is now, I know that's like, holy shit, that, that took 50 years. It's like, yeah, it took 50 years. That's fucking crazy. Like that's a, that's a crazy amount of time to reach a level of acceptance like you see now where you have, you know, an openly gay cabinet member now. And and that it is the law of the land that you can marry whoever the hell you want. That kind of shit is remarkable. for now. It's the law of the land. Yeah. Well, you know, the court is another matter. Like, the, you know, hey, we'll fight about the filibuster. We'll we'll fight about the number of Supreme Court seats. Like, there is yeah. some shit that could get gnarly in the in the months ahead. But uh, that federal court, society court. is gonna bare its teeth. Court, uh, you have to say. Thank goodness Biden is in there for this and not Trump for another term. Because what about the Supreme Court? I mean, is there someone who might go like. I don't want to make it sound like I'm unhappy that we got Biden over Trump. I'm absolutely happy that Biden's in there. Yeah. I'm absolutely happy with everything that's happening the way that it's happening. I'm just but, still extremely dubious because they are still fucking politicians and I will never trust them. Sure. sure. Right now, the the oldest uh, Supreme Court justice is Alito, who is seventy. Mm. Yeah. Maybe Thomas will well, have the... to resign in shame because his <sighs> wife helped the insurrection. Well, oh it's, wait, it's also important to point out. Speaking of the Federalist Society, I was seeing an article that they've been tied to funding and support of the insurrection as well as trying to get people there for the protest part of it. So they've been implicated in that, the actual federal society itself. So if that's the case, then a lot of their 
sympathizers could technically be undone or forced to disavow those that their connection to that in some way, shape, or form. It could be the grounds for all of the Federalist Society pick judges that they hammered through for no fucking reason other than mm-hmm. just to try and pack the courts. And also, because Trump picked them, they are also suspect and should be investigated. The shit that happened with Kavanaugh, with that getting forced through and the FBI just ignoring everything, that needs to be looked at. Everything. I'm sorry, Z, I didn't mean to upset you, but that all should be looked at. You said FBI. Z doesn't like the word FBI. That's true. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm so sorry, Z, I didn't mean to upset you. If I may make a quick real-time correction, uh, the oldest... Uh, justice right now is actually Stephen Breyer, who is uh-huh. 82 and was a Bill Clinton appointee. So even if he retired, which he probably ought to, uh, that'd be kind <laughs> of a wash. Yeah, they're yeah. probably talking. To, they're in the next cup. The before the midterm, I would expect a lot of conversations with the more liberal justices. Like, hey, have you thought about retiring before? Uh, possible change in power of the senate not like uh what who who was it whose son was involved in deutsche bank and all that shit and then all of a sudden he retired oh uh oh i don't remember was it uh um, was that kennedy mm, was it kennedy maybe i don't i don't, it, I don't remember i don't want to pretend to no 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 Oh my God! Amy Coney Barrett is only forty-eight. Jesus Christ! Help us all. Nope. Yeah, they need to get her the fuck out of there. She does not belong in there in any way, shape, or form. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, I got, I got, I went down the Supreme Court spiral where I started thinking like, all right, we had three seeds. Yeah, it was Justice Kennedy who got persuaded to step aside when uh, the scandal about his son and Deutsche Bank and Trump loans and other things came up. All right, he got the Nixon, the the walk up to the hill. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it, like Supreme Court is it, it, that's going to be messy, uh, depending on what what they end up hearing in the coming year. Um, you know, and we're the the other thing is when the midterms hit, we we the, again the call to action right is, hey, the midterms are two years away. I know, I know, we don't want to think about another election just yet, so but. give it about eh, two weeks, and then start thinking about the midterms because uh yeah we we need to shore up some numbers and and hopefully. The thing is, if by the midterms hit, by the time the midterms hit, if uh, if the virus is really in remission, which it, it sure as hell ought to be, um, and you know the economy is starting to boom a little bit because hey, people are able to to get back out there again. We can open theme parks. People go can go on cruise ships and get some other disease and not COVID. Um, you know that kind of stuff. That it could be that Democrats actually do pick up some momentum there. And then we do pick up uh, a few seats and then we can start getting fucking crazy. Um, and that's really what it takes, right? Is you need enough of a majority that you can overcome that two thirds bullshit and get 60 votes. And at that point, uh, you know, you can do shit like, oh, let's let's talk about a public option for the ACA. 
and let's let's talk about you know some of the bigger projects that maybe progressives would like to see you know some revamps in education that's almost certainly going to happen or uh, let's do some fucking infrastructure which no one should actually argue with except for libertarians who don't want any money spent on anything but their own yeah. personal needs i i honestly think that uh you're gonna get a big uh, maybe with this covid relief package they're proposing like four trillion dollars now i think mansion said he was open to to somewhere between two and four trillion crazy high number and mansion is kind of like the hero of the senate right now you know if the moderate the most moderate of or i'm sorry the most moderate democrat in the caucus if he is talking about you know trillions of dollars in this relief package maybe you do slip in some infrastructure shit there you know that's there, like again, there's some exciting stuff here and there at the at the edges. Um, that if you're kind of paying attention, it's like, mm, this could be pretty cool. Like apparently, some deals are being made between uh, Schumer and McConnell because McConnell's big fear right now is that you blow up the filibuster and then all of a sudden you don't need 60 votes anymore, and you know then Democrats can run roughshod. But kind of there are factions of both parties that really don't want that to happen and anyway so you could see some interesting shit happen there where mcconnell let some stuff go through so that again the democrats don't try to push through and into the filibuster uh and and that would kind of fuck the republicans more than anything right now so anyway like i said there that's a lot of wheeling and dealing and, and whatnot but that's what politics is you know and that's the the shit that i find uh really exciting is you're you're starting to hear some rumblings of like well you know we gotta we gotta actually start doing some shit we can't like because really nothing happened while trump was in office aside from that big tax cut nothing really got pushed through other than really heinous policy stuff about immigration and shit but no federal society judge appointments that's all they focused in that's all they wanted to do yeah they knew they had such a little time to get it all done in yeah and so no real legislation got passed which is kind of good you know in the grand scheme of things everything else was fucking terrible but that was a, a, a plus and so yeah i mean i i think you're actually gonna start to see some actual bills get passed that actually do some shit, you know? Um, you know, like, yeah, maybe we don't get the 2000, maybe we get 1400 and maybe it's more targeted, you know, I'm actually for an option. Like I would love to be able to opt out, you know, I think for people who are like, you know what, I don't need it, but there are people who do. That's actually, I had that thought too. I, I would love to have that opportunity to be like, no, how about you give more to the people who need it and let yeah. assholes like me say they can have my share of the pie, you know? Yeah. Someone like me who hasn't been fur furloughed or laid off or was unemployed to begin with, you know, I've kept yeah. my job. I was super lucky. There were I'm I, very right. lucky. Yeah. I mean, people got fucked up, you know, yeah. over the past year. So you're right. Like, yes, take my share and do something good with it. Again, that's I, right. That is that is America. Sometimes you lend a hand, sometimes you need a hand. And 
you know, and I'm very one of the things that I'm happiest about over over this time is that with Legion we've been able to actually help people, like fi- directly financially help people uh, at times that they've needed it, and that's been the most rewarding thing I think that's happened over the entire course of this thing. So yeah, I mean that's I and you know again the, when you have somebody at the top when you have a president saying that kind of shit it does change the topic of conversation in the country to be like oh yes maybe we all should work together a little more and solve some problems and I I you know it, I I think one thing Trump proved almost more than anything is the effect of what a president says that it can have a tremendous effect on. Uh, on the people that it can, you know, harm or heal. And um, so, yeah, I think, I think say what you will about Joseph Biden. I, I think <laughs> that guy is saying all the right shit for where this country is right now. Anyone got a rebuttal or is that the end of the episode? It's as good a place as any to stop. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of question Court's, marks. Court's going to remain pessimistic. Court's going to remain pessimistic. We know this. I have no opinion because I'm a left-wing echo chamber. Everything is No, you have you have an opinion. You're just reflecting back everything that we're telling you to. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz you're I the can't echo chamber. Criticism well. <laughs> or at least not we're still, backed up we're criticism. <laughs> we're still salty. My one oh, yeah. bad I mean, review. My one bad review for the show. And I can't let it go. How about thanks everybody for all the good reviews? There we go. And thanks you guys, you folk, for being on so many episodes and having so many conversations with me about this shit. And hey, here's to four more years of that, right? Oh yeah. Yes. I, I, I'm Happy looking anniversary, forward to coming back Darren. Oh, thank you. Uh, I, I, we had some fun. We had some serious shit, but I still think that everybody should plug your shows of where to find you talking a little bit less about politics. Uh, let's see. Alphabetical order. By first or last name? <laughs> last name. All right. By Zodiac sign. Yeah. Oh, that's even more fucked up. I have no idea where I stack up on that one. Yeah, I think I'm in the middle. Because if, uh, no. if it's, wait, if it's first name, I still, no, I go second. If it's last name, then I go first. So I'll just secede to Bo. <laughs> all right. All right. So real quick, I would just say, uh, check out Pick 6 Movies. You can find that over on legionpodcasts.com. I do some other stuff, but I'll keep it short. Uh, also, you can find other stuff uh, in video form at uh, youtube.com forward slash Legion podcasts and twitch.tv forward slash Legion podcasts and and, uh, keep up with everything else on facebook.com forward slash Legion podcasts as well as Twitter uh, at Legion podcasts. I think that's everything. Also Instagram. For me, since I'm going second, I suppose, uh, best place to find my stuff, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. Uh, the name I go by, the handle court psyops, that's everywhere. Uh, that's on Twitter at court underscore psyop. Uh, Instagram is just cinema underscore psyops. And on Facebook, I am court psyops. 
I'm also in the Legion group posting all sorts of weird memes that make everybody kind of do a double take. That's my job. That's what I do for this <laughs> network. And aroused. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah, that was implied, Bo. Like a flowers in the attic style aroused where you're kind of uncomfortable about it. <laughs> but that's what makes it hot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was implied as well. Okay. And I am over at the VD Clinic podcast. Gonna have to specify that i am on legion podcast network and vd clinic pod on all the social medias and um at gmail so yeah and i'm there with darren on a regular basis um court was what our december episode you were on and both yeah yeah, it's Clue, and actually Bo is going to be in our March episode, so. Yeah, for murder. Murder. <laughs> murder. <laughs> Cold-blooded murder. Yeah. Run around. Run around. And I, as always, am Darren. You know where to find me, or else I don't know how you're hearing me. But. If you go onto Twitter, it's at Political Movies. Everywhere else, it is Psychosemantic. If this is your first time listening, welcome. You're going to enjoy everything after this. If you made it all the way here and it was just politics talk. Uh, yeah, it's it's the beginning of another time. Uh, <laughs> I, I will still be doctoring all kinds of photos and ridiculing the people in power as I do, but for other other things and um yeah uh here's here's to the question marks and here's to skipping brunch don't forget to duck and cover he did what we all must learn to do you and you and you and you duck and cover this is Bo from legionpodcasts.com Hey, it's been a crazy time, and when the world gets nuts, we're happy to offer some old-fashioned podcast entertainment. But for some folks, getting a laugh out of a show isn't really helping these days. People who depend on tips in their bartending jobs or have been put on furlough with no pay till the worst of this coronavirus threat has passed. That's a tough spot. That's why we set up a GoFundMe for members of our community, a sort of grand-scale take-a-penny-leave-a-penny. For people like myself, for whom the recent disruptions haven't kicked us out of work, well, we can drop a few of those extra pennies in the GoFundMe jar for those who are directly affected by recent events and find themselves looking for money to pay the electric bill or keep the water on. Well, how about you give me a shout at bo, B-O, at legionpodcasts.com. Let me know the situation and what you need, and we'll do our best to make life a little easier. And you can find links to the GoFundMe on the front page of legionpodcasts.com, on our Facebook group page, or on Twitter at Legion Podcasts, where it's the pinned tweet. For those of you who are able, thanks in advance for chipping in. And members of our community who need a hand, hey, here we are. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and we're all going to get through this together. Legion isn't just a name, it's who we are. Thanks for listening to all the shows here on Legion Podcasts, and we'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beat, Devour the Podcasts, 
Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. <laughs>